Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Now, on to my first guest. The world of advertising has encountered significant disruption over the past two decades with the advent of new online and offline channels. But my first guest contends that the traditional core principles of advertising remain unchanged. Roisin Keown from the multi-award winning The Brill Building joins us now to discuss the company's creative approach to branding and advertising. Roisin, I'd like to start the interview by finding out about when you first realised that you possessed a creative streak. Good morning, Carl. That's a good question. Well, I was always good at art and that in school. I actually planned to go to art college initially. I often think that my route into advertising is because I couldn't pick between the two. I wanted to go to art college um, and I was accepted, but I also wanted to go and study English, which is really reading English literature is a problem solving course to study. So I ended up picking the English, but I always had this grow. I hung out in the art college, which is where a lot of my um, friends and contacts that I still work with were hanging out. So in a way, my final career sort of bridged the two. And of course, originally from Antrim, you spent 20 years working with the largest advertising groups in the country. Yeah, absolutely. I I spent my whole career in Dublin with DDF H&B, which was the biggest advertising agency in the country at the time. And what did you learn during that experience? Well, I was very fortunate. I joined as an intern and I finished up as head of creative within about 15 years. And I got a great grounding in um, in all areas of the business. The, the, the philosophy of DDF H&B was to give the juniors, as we were, you know, lots of access. Very quickly, we were in charge of our own campaign. Uh, you know, the, there was a very flat hierarchy. So if the idea was good enough, then um, the boss would back you. CEO Jim Donnelly at the time, or, or creative director Tom Butler, and um, yeah, they would they would back you and give you the support and challenge you to actually make the campaign happen. So, um, and even our philosophy that we still have now, which is this kind of inclusive, we're trying to do things differently, using lots of different disciplines in any campaign. There was no barrier to doing that there. It wasn't like oh, we're a TV agency, or you know, we're a print agency or a radio. It was what's the idea and um, what's the insight. And how can we get how can we get consumers to pay attention? And of course, there has been lots of disruption in the advertising space over the past twenty years. But have mm-hmm. the fundamental principles remained the same? I would say absolutely. I think the principles of good advertising never change. It's just really you know the, the challenge is to practice them as in as pure a fashion as you can. So that's working from the consumer back, having a great and true insight, and picking the right one and then having an original idea beautifully executed. And it takes a lot of effort not to get distracted along the way and to try and find the way through for an idea. So what's involved in practically implementing those fundamentals? A mixture of sort of structure and looseness, I would say. Um, we have set about in the Brill Building trying to strip back what has become quite, what has become quite a convoluted process in some of the um, bigger organisations into really simple, agile steps with a lot of collaboration with the client, a lot of let's work the problem out in the room and then move on. Um, and so what we would use is we would use a mixture of structured tools. So we have um, obviously uh, research, defining the insight. We use a key workshop with our clients to move the idea on and align ourselves around what the brand idea is. And then quickly getting to concepting and, and moving forward quickly. Now, I really believe in getting a great idea out into the world in as pure a state as possible without 
fallen, fallen, I suppose, victim to maybe overthinking or overcomplicating it. You can kind of refine as you go, truthfully, rather than trying to kneel down everything six months ahead of, of when it's going to be live. Having worked up the ranks in one of the largest advertising agencies in the country, what prompted you to start the Brill Building and what vision did you have for the business at that time? I was talking about this recently, actually. Well, there was a mixture of personal and professional reasons. You mentioned about the disruption in the business. And I, I, by the time I was head of creative, I had a lot of exposure to the global network with JWT, which was absolutely invaluable. And I was on the European Creative Council. So I was sitting there listening to really exactly the same issues that we were dealing with in Ireland. So I realised that some of the challenges around, you know, less budget, more expectations, more pressure, and maybe less flexibility to find the solutions that worked for those budgets within the, the system that was there were really universal. So that had been playing on my mind for a while. And then, um, well, truthfully, my children were getting a little bit older. We hadn't bought the house in Dublin that we thought we might buy. And a mixture of um, those couple of pieces, um, plus the agency itself was going through a merge, made me think that it was just a good time to kind of step out of that and think what would be next. But I didn't have a plan when I stepped out of what I was going to do. I actually just stepped out into the wide blue yonder. And the agency can it really came about quite organically. I picked up the clients before I decided I better I better start an agency. And of course the creative ad agency space is very competitive. So how do you ensure that the Brill building stands out from the crowd? Well we believe that we are offering something really unique in the market at the moment, which is a creative led creative agency taking things back to first principles in terms of the way we work. And we would say we're working in a leaner and more effective way. I just don't think the budgets are there. I don't think the time is there. I think we need to get solutions quicker. And a lot of what the traditional structure does is quite unwieldy. And I think it's wasteful in terms of people's time, resources, even good ideas. So because we have the advantage really at the moment of being smaller, nimble and more flexible, we're able to create just a leaner and more effective way of working with clients to get to ideas. When clients first approach you, have they got the right brand and are they ready to go to market from an advertising perspective? Truthfully, mostly whenever clients would approach us and the the type of client that approaches us is someone, you know, that could be a business with a revenue or an organisation between a million or 50 million, but often they have small and stretched marketing departments. And they want a solution or they want to refresh and they're not sure what the next piece is. So they might say, we want to be out there giving this message. But usually the first question we will ask is, well, what's the brand? What's the values? I really believe very strongly, Carl, that if you've got the right brand idea, if you know exactly who you are and what you want to say, the campaigns almost write themselves because you're just applying that in lots of different ways. So we'll often, I mean, we, we do work with mature brands who have um, a brand idea ready to go, but mostly in the partners that we have, we, we start from the start. We do the research, we create the great brand idea for them, and then we move forward from there. In terms of the media mix itself, are you using all tools and all channels? Absolutely. You can't afford not to, and you need to reach the consumer in, in lots of different places now. Really what you want is an idea that's like interesting enough that they nearly take it on themselves. The key metric for us is actually... a. a earned media, which is something you can't buy, um, except by, through a great idea that people want to spend time with. So we use all the other supporting media 
to really gain some earned media. So we, you know, if we've got the budget for TV, for radio, we'll use all of that. But we're also experience experts. We're one of the top experience agencies and activation agencies in Europe now. We'll use PR. We've taken, you know, a certain amount of uh, PR resource in-house so that we can do small campaigns quickly, as well as working with uh, bigger interagency partners. So I think you have to have all the tools and you have to know how they all connect together to create a really good story. And what are your thoughts on radio, local radio, as part of that media mix today? How important is that in 2022? Super important. I've actually always had a strong relationship with local media. One of the very first campaigns that I created with my art director, Peter Snodden, back in the day was for Denny Ham. We call, it was the Denny Home Is campaign. And so local radio gets you that interest at local level. Often our campaigns have engaged the public, so we would reach out to them for Champion Green, which we created for Kilkenny Design and Green Friday. We're working with local businesses. We would do the same. And I really feel that local radio is where that piece of earned media or it's a story and where um, I guess you're hoping to maybe highlight a local story or it can be elevated. I think that crossover is very important. And in terms of the clients that you work with, how would you categorise them? Ambitious with a smaller budget than they need to achieve everything they want. It's probably, um, uh, that would probably be the hallmark of all the clients that we've been able to achieve success for. So um, clients who, they value brand already. They know what they want. They just don't know how to get to the next level. So they um, know their business. They've got a, a clear and strong ambition to like take, and take the next step up, but they need someone to help them to help them do that. That's been the clients from Breakthrough Cancer Research, Kilkenny Design, Risk Eye, um, even the Armada there. That we've been able to really deliver success for those clients. And of course, the channel to market is key to its success, but so is the creative piece. So how do you actually develop those creative ideas? We have um, a couple of proprietorial processes. Um, it's a mixture between process and flexibility. So we have clear tools, we do the research, we want consumer insights, we pick the right ones and then we go into this workshop with the client. And then it still is a mixture between no, the, the, the line at the top of the white page and coming up with the four ideas that might not be there, then having a conversation with either the internal team or sometimes in the room with the client if we're not quite there and that conversation begins to evolve. You know, it's one of the reasons why we work the way we do don't really encourage a sense that the work's taken away and then the feedback is given back. We try to have the feedback in the room. Sometimes we can solve an issue in the room or have another idea together. Um, Green Friday for Kilkenny Design would have been created that way, actually. Um, and then, obviously, there might be feedback that, that follows on whenever we're double-checking stuff. But uh, look, ideas is this great piece of my business. The one, everyone's addicted to ideas. So whenever you come up with a good one, you know what's good and you have that buzz, and then the next one doesn't come for a long time. It's like conception and delivery is <laughs> whenever you actually bring that idea out into the world um, with all the work that goes into it, and it's fully formed, and it's, it's done the job that you hoped it would do. And there's a lot of um, a graph that goes in, in between, but it's very rewarding. Now, we live in a world of mass distraction, so what engages consumers in 2022? I don't think there's an easy answer to that. I certainly don't think there's a gimmick. I think that you you do the rigor, which is who, which consumer are we talking to? What is it that in their life that this product or business can help with? Let's be really clear about that. Not what we want to say, what's important to them, something emotional. And then how can we bring that to life in a way that's really interesting to them and, and 
ideally maybe a bit topical as well that can that can help and um, get you an extra bit of uh, attention Gavin Duffy of course joined me on the show a few years ago and he spoke at the time about what's called circus advertising so you know when a circus comes to town and engages in high intensity advertising over a very short period of time are you a fan of that or are you more about the long term advertising campaign that a business could engage in? So we talk in my in, 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 in my business about brand building and sales activation. So brand building is a long-term story, the conversation that you're having with your consumer. Now, your consumer might not think that they're very engaged in it, but it's a long-term, consistent conversation about what you're about. And then you need these bonfires to get their attention. Like, we all like parties, or we like, you know, a hit song, and we will engage <laughs> with it. Those things are very important. You know, that's the joy of life. I would say, like, I really believe in fame, uh, fame driving campaigns, you know, for the right reasons, whenever it's authentically about your brand, and we'd be very successful with that. It can, when you have limited budgets, if you create that hit song or that circus, uh, it comes to town, your consumer comes there, and then you're still living in memory. You know, you saw the acrobats, and that's living in your memory for a long time afterwards. So I would say, you know, I recognize that maybe um, that could be seen as a negative metaphor, but I actually think with a bit of nuance, it probably is something that more brands should consider. Now, the Brill Building has already collected an array of awards for the work that you've done. How important are these to yourself and the team? I have been a huge fan of awards my entire career. I think they're really important. I think I don't necessarily think that the importance that the industry puts on them is um, commensurate to their relevance. However, what awards do is they validate choices. Like a lot of our clients are, you know, they validate choices to the board, to the spend. You know, it's an endorsement. And every award now, really, even in creative, the creative awards, you have to have the stats, the figures, the effectiveness behind you. So every award we've won is based on the strength of the insights, the strength of the creative idea and execution, and the strength of the results that we've been able to deliver for clients. And whenever we've always been working with, you know, smaller budgets than, than other people, it's something we're very proud of because it's a proof point that we our way works. And um, hopefully it means that the next client will be willing to trust us and to go on the journey with us to achieve success with their business. And what are the emerging trends in the creative space that you'll be looking to integrate into your service? E-commerce. The pandemic has only accelerated that. It is a very specialist area and it's one that we partner with uh, agencies on. But I do think between e-commerce and then the shift into even in retail of what Facebook has, has called the metaverse for us all, that is what's going to be happening next. I don't I don't currently think the NFTs or non-fungible tokens are anything more really than a, a little bit of a gimmick at the moment. No one's quite sure whether they're just a QR code. But I do think this idea that we'll all be spending more time you know, whether that's, you know, if you even think about how we're all meeting in the cloud now, but more of that action is going to be happening on there. And, and how do we make sure that our work is effective in that space? That's, that's our next challenge anyway. And we're seeing more and more businesses invest in digital audio by starting their own podcasts. What are your thoughts on that? And would you encourage more businesses to go down that road? It's like anything, isn't it? I mean, if, if you're going to do it really well, you know, but also there's still only the, the top two or three percent will ever really achieve it. So I think I would always say that someone should give, give it a go. 
But um, for the moment, we prefer to leave it to professionals like yourself, Carl. <laughs> and finally this morning, what are your growth plans for the Brill building going forward? Well, we're looking to scale at speed. In the next couple of years, we have really established our proof of concept. We've shown that our way works. We've, we're delivering um, huge results um, for clients. In Breakthrough Cancer Research, we're donating 1.3 million to cancer research whenever we start first started working with them. And last year, they were able to donate 2.35 million to cancer research. We've helped Kilkenny design whether the pandemic through the Champion Green um, campaign. And so what we're looking for is... Um, the type of clients that are looking for success and are are interested in what we can offer them, we would say that we really, there, there was previously a barrier to be getting access to great brand, great creativity, great effectiveness. And that has been taken away now because um, everything is a little bit more accessible. And what you just have to do is really be able to buy into the right idea. So we're looking to um, work with new, more exciting clients, certainly in the southeast. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Roisin Keown from the Brill Building and we wish Roisin and the team every success as they continue to help businesses with their creative magic. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.